You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. After splitting a pair with the Rangers, Flyers fans were treated with a Sunday Scary special, a matchup against the New Jersey Devils. Despite being undermanned, the Devils brought it to the Flyers for the first 58 minutes before Captain Claude Giroux put the entire team on his back yet again, and they won the game in dramatic fashion. Join the boys as we break down the past weekend in Flyers hockey. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and I of course left with three minutes to play in the third, um, only for the Flyers to come back in dramatic fashion and Captain Claw to save the day again. Um, this is, usually I do stay and finish most Flyers games when I go, just because one, their tickets are so expensive now that like I, I want to get the bang for my buck. I want to be able to boo them off the ice if they lose, you know, poorly, which I was hoping to do, but I was like, you know what, I got work tomorrow, it's, it's Sunday, I'll just, I'll just go home. And... They pull this out of their hat. I, from the first two periods, I would never have guessed in a million years they were going to win this game. So, Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you got to listen to hopefully Coatsy give you the breakdown. On the I, way yeah, I was, I was able to listen to Saunders and he scores! And I was like, oh, all right, they got one. <laughs> nice. And he's like, Jeru again with a minute. He goes like, what the fuck? Come on. Oh, it was great. Yeah, we caught a caught a little break there at the end, but uh, I'm out of Renick, and even though they did win, I think the Flyers organization should be, in fact, paying fans to watch this team play, <laughs> not necessarily the other way around, uh, because, good God, was that a brutal game to watch for the majority of it. Yeah, um, I'm Mike Swissa, and that's why I only watched uh, a minute and 26 seconds of it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and then the overtime and all that, but uh, Claude Giroux was... Literally, I mean, this is a testament to him. We'll talk about him later. But he is literally the only player that could have pulled me back into that game. Like, the fact that he got a goal with, you know, 126 left. I was like, all right, let me just see if he can do it again. And, I mean, he did. So, you know, G is G's the best. Yeah, he's uh, he's third in Flyers history with 850 points. Is that, is that right? That's insane. Um, that's, that's Pretty a, decent. Yeah, that's a, that's a ton of points. Um, potential Hall of Famer. I mean, we'll probably do we'll do that Hall of Fame segment. And when we do make it all the way out East Coast, um, he just continues to compete and give everything for this team. But before we get into that, let's just get a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, basketball season is not going to be around forever. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving, away, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily, daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on the season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in all the, fan, uh, the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes 
Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Goodness gracious, that's a lot. Made it through. That was a long one. That's a long one. That's a, that's a husky one. Um, let's get into that. Let's get into the game. Obviously, we're all pretty uh, pretty wiped from the weekend. I was uh, I had quite the trek this weekend. You know, I went to the Union game home opener Saturday night, and, and then the Flyers game Sunday night. So your boys had. When is the Union? When is the Union season like? What's the date range? Because I feel like they're always in season. Every time I look on Twitter, Joe's firing off a union. Like, they want the championship tonight again for the second week in a row. Like, I, they, I don't get it. So, like, the, so soccer is, is one of those sports where they probably they have the shortest offseason for the most part. Um, the first game, first union game is usually, like, early, or I should say mid to late March is the first game. Okay. And it can go all the way to, like, end of November. Um so it's a really short off season. Um, so yeah, but let's let's get into the Flyers talk. As much as I love my union, let's get some Flyers going. Claude Giroux, man, the captain. He um, he he didn't have a, a terrific first two periods, but no Flyer really did except for Wade Allison. We'll get into that in a little bit. But um, man, he does it again. He just just continues to drag this team through muck and and I, the first two periods. I could just tell this team was just going through the motions. They they didn't care. Um, and Claude, I guess he just decided, you know what? I'm gonna this. I'll just add this to the highlight reel. Let me put the entire team on my back yet again and deliver us from evil. He did it again. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I would be sick of it if I was him. I'd be so well, tired. Did you of see? Did you see his post game? Uh, what's it called? Mm-mm. Interview. Oh, he was he was fed up. He had okay. no desire to answer those questions, and he like dur- during the interview questions, he was literally like looking to his right, like not even towards the camera, like just could not be bothered to answer what they had to to ask, which is understandable. Yeah, but that's what's kind of brutal about it because, like, I mean, we like reports already this year were that like it was the divide between the young players and the older players, like that's potentially the worst divide to have because like you can't and like Jeru's body language after games seems like it kind of highlights that because it's not like he's on a line with Coots and Jake half the time or JVR like they're consistently the ones out there tying these games up so like I mean if that rift actually does exist I don't even know like trading Jake Voracek doesn't change that you know like if if Travis Konechny can't get up for games you know that's not going to be changed by Jake Voracek or JVR leaving the team. So that's kind of tough. Yeah. Not to bring down the the celebration for G though, because he is he is uh, an absolute stud, favorite flyer of all time. But uh, he's got to be that. Uh, just immediately, I feel bad for him. That's that's honestly my first reaction. I feel bad for this guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so this is the first Flyers game I think I've been to. Probably like two. Probably. Either a year or two years, um, and you can see, and every every hockey fan, every hockey fan knows this. But when you go to a game, it's a hell of a lot different than watching on television because you can you can isolate on players, you can just see plays before they're going to happen. You know, you see the space on the ice and and, and where either people should be or, or there's an overloaded side. And go on and on. A couple of takeaways, and I told you guys. This right before we hopped on. Biggest takeaway was Wade Allison. Um, I, I watched him very closely. He continued 
to kick ass. That guy, man, he he is first in the zone for the forecheck. He brings speed. He, he doesn't lay the body super hard, but, I mean, he, he's physical. The biggest thing is his speed and energy. Like, he, you know, he's just, he's a dynamo. I, I love to see it. It reminds me a lot of TK when TK first, you know, kind of broke onto the scene. He had the same kind of, you know, kind of a, he doesn't have a, like a choppy stride or anything, but just a lot of energy into the zone. Really happy to see that. Um, Nolan Patrick, I, uh, I watched him very closely and probably pretty much the opposite of Wade Allison. Um, he seems to kind of just stick, stick really to, to the wings. Doesn't go in front of the net. Doesn't go where goals are normally scored. Um, didn't, didn't seem to really get involved in very many plays. And I think Mike, you said the numbers kind of, kind of backed it up or at least showed it confirmed, you know, Wade Allison's kind of progress so far, but, um, yeah, that was uh, just just watching. I mean, lax, lackadaisical is the word I would that comes to mind, and it's not just him. I don't want to single him out completely. It was the whole team for you know fifty eight minutes, like we said, slow, you know, kind of just counting down the clock. But Captain Claude said that's enough of that, and and he does it again. I'm 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 so over the moon for that guy, man. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my my take at the game. By the way, uh, gritty, hilarious at the game. Um, they had a, a new one where they, I don't know, they've probably done this already, but they had a guy come out dressed in, in a devil's Jersey and they put a big target behind him and they blindfold gritty and they give him like basketballs. And you're supposed to like yell when he has like in the guy in his line of sight, <laughs> and he just pelts the guy with basketballs. Uh, it was very funny. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, gritty is, uh, he's the highlight. He was the highlight. Of They're lucky thing. they found him. Yes. Um, Matt, real quick before you go, I, Joe, you said something like the team, you know, the difference between in your eyes, Allison and then Patrick and kind of how like the team, you know, wasn't just Patrick. The team didn't have a great first two periods. The Flyers like, and this is kind of what highlights it. Like the Flyers outplayed the Devils from, at least by the numbers from a territorial standpoint, pretty significantly. It was like 60, 40 Mm -hmm. for tonight's game. But the reason it doesn't look like that or feel like that when you're watching is because part of it is because, yeah, you've got Sean Couturier, Jacob Voracek, Wade Allison, James Van Reeves, like Claude Drew and Scott Lawton. So literally the top six all at 77, 76, 75, 73, 71 and 70 course I four. And then so literally winning 70, like getting 75 percent of the shots basically for the team. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the at the bottom end of the lineup, you've got the bottom six: Nolan Patrick, thirty-six point eight; Oscar Lindblom, forty-one; Jackson Cates, forty-one; Joel Farabee, forty-four; Kevin Hayes, forty-six; and Travis Konechny, forty-eight. They were the only players below fifty tonight, and they're they're two entire lines. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why it looks so against disparaging. A- yeah, against the Devils team who's like undermanned. They have so many injuries. Lost nine in a row, now ten. Yeah, yeah, lost lost ten in a row now, and and it's that's what's the most frustrating thing is like I I watched like even like the Rangers game right or this game, the biggest thing you notice I was watching the the um, Penguins play, they just want it more. Mm-hmm. They're winning. They're winning bat, like races to pucks. Like you're looking at like Jared McCann. You're looking at. I'm trying to think of some other names like Teddy Bluger, people who we would like jokingly make fun of. The guy cheats. Cheats <laughs> guy. Yeah, like, like Evan Rod is Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like all these people who, again, they're not like kind of big name players, right? Like when we originally looked at the roster this season, 
you would think head-to-head we we had more talented players on paper, but the biggest difference is, like Mike said, is that bottom six and those younger players with some exceptions in certain games, they don't want it. They just, they're lifeless, it's, they're slow, it's, ugh, it's terrible to watch. I'll say this, before I went to the game, I was doing some reading on The Athletic, and I read a, it was either LeBron or Burnside, um, and he had like top five players who could use a change of scenery, and who do you think he had there from the Flyers? <laughs> Probably Nolan Patrick. Patrick. Nolan Patrick. Um, I think he's got eight points so far this yeah, year. Eight points. Um, I remember when we first, I think when we first, uh, right before the season kicked off, I think, and we were all kind of in, of in agreement. We're like, hey, if you can get, you know, like 10 and 10 or like 10 and 15, like I'll take that. And we're not, I mean, we're not even going to, God, I hope he at least gets double digit points. Christ, if he can't get two more points between now and the end of the year, there's not that many games left. Um, yeah, it's just so that's if he plays, and that and that all comes back to, in my opinion, the plan. Right? It's like, why are we still playing Robert Haig? He was terrible tonight. He, he was, was bad, god awful. Like, couldn't keep a puck in the zone. He would kill chances because he couldn't handle the puck. He was turning it over in his own zone. Like, like we said, it's a known quantity. Like, why is he playing? Why is Igor Samula? Why is Linus Hogberg not getting playing time? Like, I just don't understand like what they want to do. I know. Obviously, as a team, they always have to say, yeah, we want to win the games, end the season on a good note. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Heard it here before. So, yeah, like, so we can draft 15th, not make the playoffs. Sweet. It, I'm hoping past this weekend, like now with the call-ups that we've seen with uh, Zamula, Sandstrom, even though Sandstrom's numbers um, per Charlie O'Connor have been pretty bad, they're both like, sub 900 in the AHL and the ECHL. So I'm not about to expect the world from him, but I mean, I just don't really see the point in like continuing to play Alex Lyon or these people that are just not going to be a part of our future. Yeah, I don't, I mean, we'll see what's in Mula or uh, I I was hoping selfishly. Cam York. One of them was going to get in the lineup today. I know that's a long shot, but I was like, Oh, maybe I'll be able to see one of them. Um, yeah, I mean, Elaine Vigneault talked about today that he and Chuck Fletcher have talked extensively about, you know, giving York and Zamula some games to finish out the year. So I think fans are going to see that eventually. Um, I think that is their intention. And obviously, I mean, like I get, it's frustrating seeing Robert Haig in the lineup. Um, but they just found out about the ghost injury. They just got the call today. And also, like, Jackson Cates has been in the lineup. Wade Allison has been in the lineup. Blazinski got some shots, too. So it, they are – I know it, it is frustrating. You just – I feel like with, what, eight games left at this point, it would be great if they just did it right now. But I think they are going to work them in over the last couple weeks of the season would be my guess. Just based on – I mean, the, the call-ups are happening. So, By the way, that uh, Myers-Moran pairing – Oh my god! That is, uh... yeah. They almost—they were the only defensive pair that almost didn't uh, hit fifty. Moran was fifty flat, and then Myers fifty-six. Yeah, that was um, that goal. I think it was the second goal. I I saw it before my eyes, and I couldn't tell you what the what they were doing. Um, just just very bizarre. Um, Moran, by the way, 
now that I can now that I've seen him with my eyes in an actual game, uh, yeah. As much as I love the big guy, he's he's got some stuff to work on. Even if he's going to be a seven, um, he's got some stuff. His, his skating, just skating backwards, seems to be a little tough for him. <laughs> As a defenseman, that's one of the most important things you need to do. And I was watching him, and I was like, oh my god, he's lumbering out there. He's he's not graceful by any means. And I mean, who am I to say anything about grace? I know, but um, yeah, I uh, I I that pairing was tough to watch. Um, all those pairings are tough to watch. Watching Justin Braun, that man, that man could not hit the net if it was a soccer net. Like I just every time you heard it from um, from the the broadcaster. Why am I blanking on his name? Who was with Hartnell? Jack JJ. Yeah, JJ. Um, he by the end of the game was like almost jarring at kind of the fact that he never hits the net. It was just like. Here's Justin Braun, and he doesn't hit the net. Like, shocker of the year. Like, he had that one opportunity with the entire net, and he just shoots it into Connor Carrick seven different times. Uh, I think he did God. it the other night, too, against yeah, uh, he did. the Rangers. He just skyrocketed one off a guy's skate or whatever instead of... And I'll say this, too. Hayes is saving grace of that, that shootout goal. Other than that, he... Yeah, he, was, he, was, he I, I, and again, I know his numbers say he's doing okay well, and everything. But well, those numbers, I mean, they've been kind of trailing off. He had the hot start in terms of points, but since then, he really hasn't done much of anything. He, he looks, uh, I don't know. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't look like the same player from last year. And again, it's really hard to compare him to last year because last year he was scoring shorthanded goals. He was, you know. Doing everything possible, game-winning goals. That that game winner. They showed it on the on the screen at the game. They showed his winner against Columbus um, in, in in overtime. So like he had so many memorable moments last year. I, it was going to be really tough for him to to live up to expectations. But I, I just I expected more than what I've than what we've gotten at least. Um, but you could say that about the whole team. So we'll see yeah i mean we'll from a, like I, again i think it really just does come down to that it comes down to the fact that the penalty kill has been bad the power play has been bad he plays two big roles in both of those units and his production is probably right around where you expect it to be still so i i think it is it's they stri- it's probably lack of probably lack of engagement right now um like a lot of the other players and the fact that the two special team units are so bad i mean that's they continue to yeah. be awful and i do want to say this was it just me or did they have a really hard time clearing the puck from their own zone i feel like the devils were cycling them to death it was just constant constant puck movement. Not, not on the special teams just in general five on five play they were just they were shooting themselves in the foot they kept going backwards and backwards and backwards instead of trying to get the puck out of the zone they kept trying to look for a d-man to spring a, a crazy pass you know up ice instead of just incrementally moving forward they were moving it backward it was mind-boggling they just they kept getting caught because the devils were just they were all over them uh in terms of speed on the forecheck they were definitely the more more pressure you know imposing team i guess you could say i just i wanted to see if you guys thought the same did you did you see any of that or am i crazy no i i agree i think a biggest the biggest thing i notice is it's i feel like it's just a constant kind of like circle of watching players wait for someone else to make a play for them 
like especially when we get odd man rushes or we're pushing the puck up ice as soon as they notice they have numbers they stop moving their feet everyone stops moving their feet it's kind of like waiting for someone to make a play as opposed to making the play themselves mm-hmm. defaulting to the easy rimming of the puck instead of making tape to tape passes it's just it's lackadaisical it's boring and kind of just like Mike mentioned, just disengaged. That they're just going through the motions out there. I was very happy with the shot totals in the first period. We had, I think, we had like twenty shots on net. I don't know if that was correct or if maybe the the home statistician was a little friendly, but I was happy to see that. And then, um, the power play was was atrocious. Oh my! God. Moose made the some worst. really good saves, by the way. He Moose was good was, tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I laughed when I they put up his goals against and save percentage up on the screen before the game, and I had a chuckle, but hey, he battled. Um, he, he he did a lot. I mean, how many of those goals were just on two-on-ones? Yeah. I think the first two were just a breakaway save. He yeah, had, early. Yeah, breakaway save early. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's been pretty solid this season, um, for sure. I mean, it was... Yeah, I don't know. Watching this team just always, it's always amazing because you go into the game, I feel like, and you're like, you know, like maybe tonight would be like somewhat fun to watch. And you say that every single game, and it never is. Mike, do you still think they're going to go on a run here? Do you think this is it? <laughs> That's uh, what two out of two out of six so far. Dropped one. I mean, who knows? If they go on a run, I would be, uh, I'd be pretty shocked. Um. Anything else from tonight's game or the Rangers game um, you guys want to bring up or, or something caught your eye at all? Uh, I think the only thing I'll bring up is not necessarily from the game, but maybe looking forward is, is there any player who's your like mystery player that you think maybe gets a shot that you would have never thought would have gotten a shot? Well, if you told me that Cam York was going to get to play this year, I would have told you you were full of it because I – I would thought we would have been doing much better. So mine originally would have been Cam York, but um, I'm trying to think. Maybe we'll finally get to see uh, the Sandine brother come up. Was not Rasmus? Is it Rasmus? Linus. Linus. Thank you. Yeah, Linus Sandine. Let's see what he can do. Bring him up. Why not? Let's see if uh, maybe stick him on a line with Oscar and see what you know a couple Swedes can do. Maybe they have some chemistry. I have no clue, but. Again, there's a couple of games left here. Might as well try it. Um, I'd like to see what he can do. He was pretty touted when they signed him. I remember, you know, when they did pick him up, I think it was Alexander Appleyard was like, yeah, he's got he's a solid player. He's like a more skilled Raffle or something yeah, like that's, that. Is that fair? He was, Is that what he said, Mike? Do you know? I mean, he's he's just – he's a big guy. Um, and he's goes to the – I mean, he's just a big guy that goes to the net, basically. He. Well, not sh- not a typical Swedish style, I guess. We could use a couple of those guys. We could use that. So bring him up. That's that's my guy. I'd like to see him come up just because of all the talk in the offseason. I thought we were getting a an impact forward. And uh, the only impact he's had has been in Lehigh Valley. So bring him up. Uh, him, him and York. What about you? Um, I I think we'll see one of... Mason Millman or Max Willman. The Milkman. Milk Brothers. Yeah, one of those two will get a shot. I think both are playing well for the Phantoms. I think Max Willman is like still playing in the top six for the Phantoms, maybe. Um, oh, and 
I just saw tonight Tyson Forster has like he's been lighting it up seven goals or nine goals in his last eleven games or something like that. So I mean, I uh, why not? Why not? He's got the size. Yeah. He's he's got NHL size, right? Probably needs yeah. some more weight, right? Doesn't need a little yeah. more weight. I'm not sure how. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he weighs. I mean, physically, like from a strength perspective, he probably needs to to put on some some weight in that category, but. Um, People who are physically mature, Zaid Wisdom. I know. I, yeah. I know they've been I off for a little man. bit. He, yeah. Hey, he, he wasn't a too long start. ago. It wasn't too long ago. He was like, uh, in terms of like emergency call ups, like he was actually pretty close because we had that rash of injuries. I want to say it was like early January, maybe. Um, and he was like, no, it was during COVID. Was it COVID? Right. Maybe when they were really starting to get. They had like seven guys on the list. Yeah, and it started to look like maybe, and he was killing it at that time too. So. Start look like yeah. maybe you get a call, but Matt Tyson Forster is 194 pounds. So I mean, that's a big boy. He's probably ready what is he? Go. He's like six three, right? He's yeah. a little taller. Six two, six two, one ninety four. He's listed on elite prospects. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, Zade Wisdom. I think in terms of a team that needs a sh- like an injection of energy into the lineup, he seems like the right call up. Um, I mean, based on injuries from the goalie side of things, right? If you don't plan on bringing back Brian Elliott. Like I'd like to see some young goalies get some time. Like I don't really care if they play bad. And like, I, I just think we need to know kind of where some of these goalies are in their progression. Um, so also, I'm really yeah, I'd rather watch literally anyone. <laughs> I'd rather watch one of the young goalies than Alex line get in the net again. Oh, like, <laughs> I mean, he's just not, he's just that, not an NHL goalie. He has no future as a backup here. Um, and I'd rather, I'd rather watch Felix Sandstrom let up four goals versus the Rangers or something than watch Alex Lyon let up one because he's playing inside of his net. <laughs> I mean, I... I think, did you see that, Mike? I tweeted before the game started against the Rangers. I was like... Yeah. I was like... The worst prediction we've ever made on this podcast. I, 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 you should have you should have sent that in the group chat first and be like, hey, is this, is this too much to post tonight, guys? I mean, I would have loved to run that by uh, quality control before we tweeted that out. I said positive vibes, man. Positive vibes. I mean, I was, I, mean, like I was positive that we... he was not going to bounce back, so... <laughs> That one was goal like, was was atrocious. He he was literally in Delaware <laughs> in his net. He was so deep. Uh yeah, not not good. I feel bad for that guy, man. He uh listen, he he'll, he'll be a great AHL goal better. He'll be the uh he'll be the Flyers AHL like lifer and you know, I guess that'll be fine unless he can get somewhere at another shot somewhere else, but yeah. <laughs> Bring up a kid. I'm all for it. Matt, we kept talking over you. What were you going to say? I don't even remember. (laughs) This has been a long week, man. This has been a a long week. By the way, we still play the Devils three more times. So we got the Devils Tuesday. I guess Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, At least no (laughs) back-to-backs, thank God. Uh, For a second, I thought they were playing them again tomorrow. Having to do that game or that team two times in a row is like – back-to-back nights that's too much that's emotional labor that i couldn't do <laughs> yeah no You're also that, just... i mean go ahead matt go ahead no i mean as we saw like i feel like when we come back in these fashions i i think it's back to the buffalo games and it feels like the very next game is always a huge letdown so i feel like coming into tuesday i just fully anticipate watching us be hemmed in our own zone 
while Justin Braun and Robert Haig throw it into their own shin pads trying to break it out. And then someone whose first game it is for the Devils who just got called up from the taxi squad nets three. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hey, that's the other thing about bringing up young players. Do it against this team. They've lost now 10 in a row. You're not going to get a softer or easier opponent right now than the New Jersey Devils. Get a game in against these guys. You know, wet your feet. Um, so, yeah, if, if they want us to keep watching this team, I mean, we have to keep watching it. It's, it's you know, we have to. But Well, the, the craziest thing, too, from just from a scoring perspective that kind of shows, like, I think they said, oh, I can't, I don't know why I can't remember how many games in a row. It was pretty, something pretty crazy. Like, I, I don't think we've scored more than three goals in like the last 16 games or something. Good Lord. JJ say, said. So like that just speaks to the lack of contributions from the defensemen and from that bottom six. It's just like if the vets aren't scoring, it gets back to the, the rebuilding days where the vets aren't scoring. Gene, Gene and Jake aren't putting up three points each a night and – then you're not winning a game. By the way, um, I'm, I'm looking up at the Jordan Hall. He had a stat on Friday that I wanted to bring up, but he uh, he posted one for for G. Uh, so now G only trails Bill Barber uh, by 33 points for second place. So he's obviously going to eclipse him. He's got that easy. next year. Yeah. Um, and then Bob Clark, that's left. That's it. Just Bobby at 1,210 points, which I yeah. think he can – I think he'll, he'll beat Bob Clark. You don't think so? No. No, I don't think so. How many does I think Clark he'll, have? 1,210. Oh, my God. 1,210. Yeah. I don't think he gets that. I mean, it all no, – it, it's, it's like all 300 dependent. more points plus. Yeah, I guess it all depends yeah, 360 on, points. It all depends and, on how this team does. Like, if, yeah. if yeah. they can bounce back – pretty quickly next season and they go on a run of being like a good competitive team and G wants to stick around and be that power play special like third line matchup guy then he has a shot but if I don't know if if, if they yeah. if they have to keep running him into like that's the thing if he's showing this year that he can still play at like a 70 point pace but you can probably get that for one or two more years and then is he going to have enough left in the tank to kind of play that third line, you know, kind of like Scott Lawton role almost that like Scott Lawton played like, I, is he going to be able to play those minutes at that age? Having just had all that tear down too, even with all the power play time. So I think he's still, I mean, he's got a great shot for a thousand two fifty in like what he could do five seasons of 50 points. I think that's not without, you know, not out of the question. I'm trying. I'm just doing. I'm dividing. I mean, he's got. <laughs> You're doing all the math. Yeah, now. I'm doing math. Um, yeah, high level business executive. By the way, that's that's me. I mean, I if he plays. What? Go, go ahead. Back. No, go ahead, man. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, how many they how many years do you think he, he has, has left? To... How old is he right now? Thirty six. Is he that old? He's not that old. No, he's I younger than that. I think he's like thirty four. I'm guessing. Let me see. Thirty three. January birthday, so he'll be 34 next year. All right, all right, all right. So at least, at least four more years. Three years left. Three, or four, four years probably. Right. Three to four years, at most six years. All right, let's. I let's can't split see him going forty year older. Let's do five. Let's split the difference and say five. Okay. It's seventy two points a season. He's going to need to pass to to tie Bobby. Damn. 
Yeah. I mean, he's he'll give I him mean, a run. Yeah, if Line A's on his on his wing and he's just feeding him feeding him shots, <laughs> maybe just getting. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we get a you know rejuvenated G next year with a new you know Johnny Hockey on his line or you know Patrick Line on his line or something like that, and I thought you were gonna say Patrick. Up, <laughs> Patrick Sharp? No, Nolan Patrick. Sorry. Oh no, 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 Jesus, no. <laughs> uh, if I could see him putting up like like I said, seventy points the next two or three years, if they fix the that power puts him play, really close. You know, if they fix the power yeah. play. Yeah. That goes a long way too. Um, Real quick, uh, this is this is the tweet I was looking for from Jordan Hall uh, on NBC on Friday. Since the start of March, in games after a win, the Flyers have gone one nine and zero and have been outscored fifty two to twenty one. Jesus Christ! I mean, that is aggressively bad. <laughs> that is that is horrific. That is horrendous. Um, that's that's this year though. That's been this year. It's just complete no no way to build any kind of momentum. No no positivity. Um, it's just so bizarre. I'm so happy the only point in which they had any momentum was like, I mean, if I'm wrong, like right before they got hit by all those COVID cases, it was that was the only that was and the then, only bright spot. Yeah, and then they had to play a Bruins team with like half their lineup out for COVID, and then from there they just couldn't put it back together. They won a couple games, I think, when they were without guys, but like it just got. It just spiraled from there, basically. Well, what happened? Do you remember? We we can end in a little bit here, but the um, in the beginning we kept saying they're not, they should not be winning all these games, and eventually, yeah, but they. If, well, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, I agree. Go, go ahead, Joe. I was just saying, yeah, I, you know, we, we kept yeah. saying there's, you know, they, hey, man, wow, they shouldn't be winning this game, but they are. Like eventually, that's going to catch up with you. Like you can't. That's not a sustainable business model. Yeah, it was either they're going to play their way out of it or they're not. And through the goalies not being able to play their way out, through players actually having to leave the lineup and not be able to play out of it, like to then shifting to the defense, not be like all it, no one was able to play their way out of it at the same time. So I think that that's just, yeah, that's just the story of the season. Teams, teams go through stretches where they're winning games where they don't deserve to all the time. Yeah. It, you just balance it out by, you know, making up for that by getting into your game later in the season. Like good teams can do that a fair amount, but it yeah, was a bad team, I guess. This team is a, uh, yeah, not a good team. And the, every game just further confirms that. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're back on board the line. I train with me, Matt. There's plenty of room. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that I feel as though, like we mentioned him and his, his, his agent have done such a great job of tanking his value that I don't even think he can, even in, if he goes to, uh, what's it called, arbitration for RFA, Like I can't imagine an arbitrator giving him anywhere close to what he wants after like the way he's, he's going to be playing and the points he's going to put up on that Columbus team. So I'm on board. I mean, again, it, it, he shows those flashes – it also worries me because in terms of effort, tossing a guy like that on a team right now that's lacking energy and holding people accountable for giving effort, I don't know if it's the greatest fit, but it can't be worse than what we're watching. No, it can't. And having him on a power play sure would go up. I think of a hell of a quick way of fixing it, having his shot on there. So we can dream. Uh, thank God, though, guys, this season's almost over. We can We can see it. It's close, so. 
Got a couple more games to go here. Um, next week we should talk about. I, I, by next week, I think the playoff picture. But like, I guess this time next week should probably come into focus, right? We should know, for the most part, what the teams are and everything. Maybe we'll give our like uh, our division winners or whatever it's going to be. I think once the playoffs start, I mean, I think we should really just kind of shift focus and maybe just do playoff playoff episodes um, and kind of rebrand. less flyer stock. Just rebrand, not not <laughs> rebrand, but, Change but the uh, name. yes, yeah, maybe stop being a flyers podcast. No, I just mean like <laughs> do those series and stuff instead. And, yeah, we can um, we can pick a series and and follow it, or I don't know, we pick two series and we. I mean, we just pick yeah, the, we can like report back yeah. every episode. Like, all right, can't pick the uh, that'd be kind of cool. Can't pick the abs though because Matt can't watch it in Colorado. Yeah, I was gonna say so that's true. Yeah, the saddest thing on the on the planet. We can watch my Montreal Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. I don't even know if they're gonna they make, make the it. playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm watching the the Canucks with five games in hand on that team and like eight points out. Uh, I don't know. They pulled off that miracle back to back set versus the Leafs. I'm I'm watching that team. We'll see. My Canucks, weren't they my pick, too? I picked the Canucks, and you picked the Canadians, and, like, the Canucks, it just went in completely opposite directions. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if... I just remember you saying that um, you're like, yeah, Columbus is going to go, like, full full sail to the slaughterhouse. Like, Kekalainen yeah. gone, uh, Dubois gone. Plenty of time for that gone. to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that team is... Either they dig themselves deeper into that relationship with Torch, or they just have to completely cut ties. Let's hope they dig deeper. I'm all for it. Yeah, keep digging. All right, well, we'll see. Again, Flyers are going to play the Devils three times in a row now, um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We'll be back in the towards the end of the week, hopefully. Uh, honestly, I, I don't want to – I guess – I don't know. I really don't care if they win or lose. I don't care. <laughs> if it's entertaining, that's all I ask is that it's entertaining. Because we, we got to invest our time. So, as long as it's entertaining, maybe, I don't care. What maybe we'll score more than three goals for the first time in 14 plus. Maybe we'll so. score on the power play. Who knows? Maybe Some Alex Lyon will record a shutout. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's yeah, it. Don't be too crazy. We can end job. on that. All right, everybody. Have a great start to your week. Take care. Stay safe.